Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What up, world? Welcome one and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Tuesday, May 26th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, practicing social distancing, and hope that you had a very happy uh, Memorial Day weekend. Once again, thank you to all who have served. Uh, our thoughts with everyone who has ever had anybody uh, serve in our armed forces. We have our freedom because of them. We are joined by the one and only, the legend himself, my best friend, Papa Ocho. What is up, my dude? I'm here, and uh, as you said, just want to echo uh, our sincere thanks to uh, all who served and to all who have uh, lost a loved one in the armed forces. Uh, we thank you for your service and for their service and for the freedom that we share because of them. How was your Memorial Day? Had a great time, uh, early morning tea time, uh, followed by a great lunch and then a great nap. <laughs> and uh, so I enjoyed every aspect of the day. And uh, so here we are still. Yeah, it was also really cool um, just you know, on Twitter and social media in general, the day after a sporting event. You know what I mean? Like seeing all the, the talk from the match again, uh, kind of regurgitated. Um, it was, you know, it was cool. Like it, having the proverbial water cooler moment, I think is cool. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it was fun to get out there and, you know, test our amateur skills uh, after having seen, you know, two of the greatest in the NFL uh, test their amateur skills at golf. So. Uh, golf is fun. We enjoy it. You're going to have some good shots. You're going to have mostly bad shots normally, but uh, I think we both did okay today. I do want to say um, we did get a tweet um, from, I, I, I believe it's Chev, might be Chevy, uh, but Chev Chelios on Twitter at SpectreVision25 noting, um, yeah, the match was fun, but to show some love to NASCAR. NASCAR has been back in the works, um, obviously, uh, in, in all of our social distancing realities. We're not big NASCAR fans, but we did, um, we did visit the Indy 500. Um, that was now, what, a year and a half ago, right? About December 2018, yeah. yeah. Uh, right before the Cowboys lost 23 to nothing to the Colts. Uh, but I, I've never been a NASCAR guy, and I know you haven't really either, but it is cool to have that back. And, and like, I think that people have done this a lot with different things. Um, like, like I saw Phil talking about this in the lead-up to the match. It was like, well, yeah, golf is something that can, you know, really work with social distancing, et cetera. Well, so can NASCAR. I mean, you know, and I'm not a NASCAR fan, but it is cool, and I certainly understand the athleticism required to power one of those vehicles. I might check it out. You know, I, I might check out some, some racing going on here soon. No, I agree. Um, you know, they're say, they say that nothing revs you up like a good, uh, you know, car race. 
And, uh, you know, I mean, these are, like you're saying, these are refined athletes uh, driving some incredible machines, if you will, uh, vehicles. And so, yeah, I mean, I uh, have uh, just a, a lot of respect for those athletes as well. And, and glad they're back. I mean, any kind of sports right, right now is fantastic. As you know, when you got here the other day, I was watching uh, the American Cornhole Championships right. and enjoying it. I mean, that's those are athletes in their own respect too. I mean, it was amazing what they were able to do uh, with their shots and you know push the other guys, you know, shot out of the way or whatever the corn sack out of the way and, and get theirs in. It's just amazing. Are you a bigger fan of? Uh, in terms of participation, cornhole or washers? Well, I've only I've never played cornhole. I've played uh, washers, and uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I wasn't very good at it, but you know, it just seems like uh, you know there's uh, maybe uh, the same amount of skill and tactic and strategy, but you know, I don't know. Just uh, you know, like a sack throwing that around and having some strategy and some right. uh, you know rhythm and, and some mechanic to that was just really amazing to me. My, uh, my cousin, your nephew, Jeremy, is very good at washers. Um, Jeremy, he's in our fantasy leagues and you know yeah, he's, yeah. he's been around. He's been on Ocho Live back in the old iteration <laughs> of, of this show. Um, but and uh, and but because there, there's different washers, there's the, the the PVC pipe in the ground, and then there's the boards. You know what I mean? So there's there's some different skill. But anyway, it is all good, and so we'll check out some NASCAR. Um, so um, what has been? We we realized on Monday's episode the last time you were on was when we talked about um, greatest teams in Cowboys history to not win the Super Bowl. That was kind of early March ish. Um, what has been, in your estimation, you're, you're on, on Twitter, you're all over the place, you're on the grid. What's been the most talked about Cowboys thing that you have seen in your estimation? Uh, you mean during this uh, COVID period or what? I guess this offseason. That's kind of the same, you know, same time frame, like post-Super Bowl, like the biggest Cowboys story. Well, to me, I think, you know, other than the obvious, uh, and I'm not going to go there with the DAC situation, the DAC signing, but to me, the biggest thing I've seen, and, and you know, I'm actually very uh, pleased about it, is how well the Cowboys did in the draft. Right. And you know, I've just, you know, I've seen that from many, many people, many, you know, respected, uh, you know, analysts and such. So to me, that's probably the biggest story. Like I said, other than you know, just the Dak uh, trying to get Dak signed and stuff. You said you didn't want to go there. Why not? Like, are you? If you had it, like you know, like what? What well, is it? I think more because it's a long conversation. There's many angles to it, and you know, I don't. I, you know, I think that uh, we probably need to dedicate a whole show to that. But um, you know, no. I mean, I, I think that um, you know, the, the the thing that I've been reading most about that at bloggingtheboys.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that uh, that you can really embrace because it's done. It's over with. You know, you can fully analyze it, you can fully start projecting some things about it, is the draft. And, um, you know, the DAG thing, well, I mean, it's got a, a lot of iterations to it, a lot of ways it can go. And so, you know, I mean, it's just speculation on what's going to happen there. And I'd rather, you know, stay within, uh, you know, what's already uh, something objective, something we can fully embrace and, and, you know, really dissect and analyze. I don't want to – I mean, we've said everything we need to say on the Dak thing um, in terms of why he should be paid, et cetera. It, it does feel like every 10 or so days there's a new twist. quote. Or, yeah, twist or whatever. Um, Troy Aikman was on 105 through the Fan on Monday, 
And, um, you know, I was asked about this, and every time somebody is asked about it, there is, like, a, a new, you know, uh, twist. I guess that's the best way to put it. But I thought Troy said it best. I, I mean, Troy kind of summarized it well. Here's Troy on Monday on 105.3 The Fan. I've said before, uh, I don't know if I've said it to you guys, I love Dak Prescott. I love everything about him. Uh, what Mike came on to this show talking about with regards to me, uh, I feel the same way about Dak. I think he's a very unselfish player. Uh, I wouldn't say that about everybody. Um, and he, he only wants to win. He truly does not care about his stats. He just wants to win. He's a great leader. His teammates love him. I saw Sean Lee the other day out here in Santa Barbara. We got to talking about Dak, and, and I said, is there something I'm missing about this guy? Because I love him. And, uh, and Sean's a huge fan as well, and everybody in that locker room is. So I would pay him. Uh, he will get paid. I'm not saying anything the Cowboys don't already know. They will pay him. He's going to make a lot of money, and I think he's going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys for a long, long time and continue to have a great career. Yeah, so, I mean, Troy's just like, yeah. I mean, and, and I think Troy said the line that I think is the most important. He said, I'm not saying anything the Cowboys don't know. You know, he said, it's going to happen. And, I, you know, he didn't say this, but we're all just waiting until July 15th. That, that day is is the day that the answer will come and that we can put all this behind us but until then anybody that talks can really only do damage you know what i mean but it's when you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars things like that happen no absolutely and and yeah i mean i think that um you know it, it's it's really interesting uh, from that perspective and again you know this is we're not talking the dollars and cents here just really, as you're saying, different people's perspective. And, you know, you're talking about Troy Aikman. I mean, Troy had nothing but great things to say about it. You guys had, uh, you know, Charles Haley on the show. On the 750, yeah. On the 750. And, I mean, he did nothing but, uh, you know, applaud Dak, uh, mostly for his work ethic. And that's, you know, that's quite a good thing coming from Charles. I mean, we all know his work ethic and, you know, how hard he worked and, and so he was applauding him, and uh, you know, Emmett uh, not too long ago also came out and, and talked about him. So, you know, Troy is uh, you know just really echoing what a, echoing what a lot of these folks have already said, and you know, it's impressive. Uh, and you know, I, I just think that um, it's time to get him signed and move on, and um, you know, get the season going. Um, Darren Woodson also last week on the Pat McAfee show told the story about. Um, how his office at the Star overlooks the practice field, and he's seen Dak out there in the middle of June, whatever. Um, but uh, you mentioned the 750. Charles Haley was our guest last week. Later today, it is Tuesday, there will be a new episode of the 750. NFL Network's Jane Slater will join Tony and I, so you can look forward to that later today in your podcast feed. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of time at this point. But I do think it has to be the coolest thing in the world in some sense to have to, – just to be Dak Prescott and have all these – dudes like hyping you up you know all these guys talking about like what a great leader you are I mean um, last thing before we move on um, on last week's episode of girls talking boys the girls had John Mishota on and they talked about his all-time Cowboys roster and then you and I were talking offline about it and John had Roger Staubach as the quarterback and I don't think it can go wrong either way but you said you would go Troy that's your guy yeah Troy's my guy you know I, I just think that um, you know, he was uh, a guy that uh, you look at his playoff record, you look at his, you know, just uh, leadership. And, you know, again, everybody know Roger is the man. Uh, you know, he's uh, the class 
of the Cowboys. You know, Troy just, you know, I think when you just really zero in and dial in on the quarterback, the mechanics, uh, you know, what uh, he was able to accomplish. And he came from, you know, really a 1-15 team, you know, and, and led them to, to three Super Bowls. Uh, you know, I really have to go with Troy there. And, and you know, again, not taking – I mean, there are so many right, right. good you're, ones. You're splitting hairs. Yeah, you're splitting hairs. And, you know, I just have a little bit more affinity towards Troy. Sure. So, and some of that's just, like, lifetime and, you know, the life you were living at the time. You know I mean? Like, it just depends and – um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, okay, so you were talking about the draft, and uh, obviously I don't think we had you on. Since, we've had no. you on since the Cowboys draft uh, briefly, I guess. Who was your favorite pick? Well, obviously C.D. Lamb. I mean, fellow, wow, that's fellow just, sooner with Troy. Yeah, I mean, how do you go wrong with that? It was just, you know, I think that, uh, you know, was, um, you know, a home run. Um, you know, no pun intended to baseball, but – you know, this was uh, something that I certainly wasn't expecting that. I thought they were going to go corner or certainly something on or defense. Or edge rush, yeah. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you, you completely and quickly forgot about that when they drafted Lamb. I mean, it's just uh, what an amazing pick, what an amazing athlete, and, you know, so much is expected from him because – of so much that he's done. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that was the most exciting pick. I, I thought about in the aftermath, and I've said this on our shows here and uh, on ESPN San Antonio, I, and just knowing you, I, I think your favorite aspect of it, maybe you haven't even, like, put the thought together this way, but, you know, Mike McCarthy and Will McClay, everybody has said that they were not planning on it, that in all their mocks they didn't even have CD, you know, blasting them, et cetera. And I think that that should be, just knowing you again, your favorite aspect of the CD pick because it shows something that we haven't seen for the last decade in an ability to adapt, in, in an ability to uh, adjust on the fly. And, and that's what they did. They said, holy crap, this dude fell to us. Okay, we did, of, of our 500 plans we put together, okay, maybe he wasn't part of that. And some people, and, and there's a school of thought behind this, some people would say, look, we did 500 plans. You know, we have to trust that, et cetera. There, there is logic to that. But I applaud their ability to, in the moment, be like, dude, this dude fell to us. Let's just take it and run. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, you know, there's, there's no questioning uh, the ability of this young man. And uh, I fully expect him, you know, I think everybody else does to be a starter. But beyond that, you know, I fully expect him to be a strong contributor on this team this, this coming season. And, you know, the other thing I think is just maybe, you know, just maybe a soft side of the equation, but I think CD really likes being a cowboy now. Some, some guys fit that mold. Yeah, really exactly. Well. You know, I mean, and because it's so cool to have, you know, to draft a, a very, you know, coveted player. But if that player really, I mean, like, you know, and I'm, I'm just going to use this as an example because I think it's true. I don't know that Burrow is the most excited guy in the world to oh, be a Bengal. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, it fell to him and he's going to go out and I'm sure he's going to do a fine job. But, you know, it's just uh, when you look at CD, it's like, wow, I'm, you know, he's thrilled to be a cowboy. And it's so great to, to embrace and welcome someone like that. I think there I'm, it reminds me a lot of the Zeke pick in this capacity in that um, I mean, I, I thought like I remember saying this at the time, like his name is Zeke, you know, like it was just so perfect. You know, like he, he comes from the Ohio State, you know, it was like dripping in 
Cowboys. And that's kind of, you know, CD had his first name and his, you know, like CD is this really marketable name. Lamb is this really marketable name. He's wearing number 88. He's from Oklahoma, the Lincoln Riley stuff. You know, I mean, it's just, it's all there. Uh, so it's cool. Um, okay, so um, transitioning, the Cowboys would not have drafted CD Lamb if the New York Jets had taken their offer for Jamal Adams in the middle of the season last year because their first-round pick was on the table. Uh, my first question is, are you happy that it did not work out that way? I am. I, I think right now, um, you know, and again, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and, you know, we can look at all the data now. But, you know, I do think that uh, this helps the Cowboys. You know, we're, we are, you know, I think McCarthy likes a potent offense and a high-powered offense, so – this gives it to them. Um, you know, I think with if we had, uh, as you're saying, utilized that pick for uh, getting Jamal Adams, I mean, you know, again, I'm not saying that it wouldn't have been potent, but, you know, you would have had almost a carbon copy of last year uh, other than the tight end. And, uh, you know, but I think this just really opens it up for Dak and uh, gives him the opportunity to go and, and do the things that I know he's capable of. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a great season. I think, you know, the defense – you know, regardless of what had happened, we're going to be we're going to be in, in shootouts. Uh, you right. know, I don't think Jamal Adams completely uh, fixes all of the defensive woes. Right. So you know, he shuts down a lot of the of the issues, but you know, we're still going to have to play you know a, a lot of offense in every game this season. So you know, this gives us a better opportunity to do that. No, I agree. I think I think a hundred out of a hundred Cowboys fans would say I prefer CD over Jamal, et cetera. But there's um, there's that old I think it's a guacamole commercial. It's that little girl, and they ask her, uh, "Would you rather have X or Y?" I forget exactly what it is, and she says, "Why not both?" And like the the crowd like lifts her up, like she's this genius, whatever. And that's what every Cowboys fan is saying now. Well, okay, we already drafted CD, awesome, got my lamb jersey, ordered it, whatever. Um, but um, let's go add Jamal Adams because. There's a lot of talk, and there's people with differing opinions, et cetera, and that's, it, it feels like it's, it's heated up to a, a larger extent over the last week. Um, on Monday, Ian Rappaport was on NFL Network and kind of explained the situation. as Here's Ian on NFL Network on Monday. Well, the Jets would like to do a long-term deal. They're just in the situation of basically every other team right now in the NFL of making sure that everything is going according to his plan, making sure the season really does start on time before they dig into some long-term extension. So, of course, Jamal Adams wants one right now. Who doesn't? It does not sound like that is going to happen. So then, of course, there was the report of an impasse. It's not really an impasse. They just haven't really gotten anywhere yet. And then all the Cowboys reporters and all the Cowboys fans wondering if he's going to go to Dallas. And from my understanding, there's really nothing there from the Cowboys' perspective. First of all, they would need to take care of Dak Prescott first. Their franchise quarterback not going to come in sign another player to a huge huge deal before Dak. That's not going to happen. If they eventually did an extension for Dak, maybe in July, potentially they could consider something, but I see nothing uh, imminent right now. So the Jets and Jamal Adams are at an impasse. Um, we had, as a bonus episode here on the Blog and the Boys podcast feed last Saturday, Gary Myers' interview on ESPN San Antonio on Friday. He talked about how the Jets just want to ride out Jamal's rookie contract. They want to avoid paying him. Spoiler, every NFL team wants to put off paying big money to any player as long as possible. If the price were to be a first and a third round pick, 
and we'll call it the 2021 picks, right? Because that's what we're operating. But every time I say that, like 2021 in my mind feels like five years from now. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel like next year. But anyway, um, it, it is worth mentioning that the Cowboys are projected to earn a third round compensatory pick for Byron Jones. So they seemingly have an extra third round pick to play with. If you're, you know, looking at that as money not earned yet, um, you can kind of give it up and say, well, we never really had it, you know, so how can we miss it? So then it really kind of effectively costs you a first round pick. Um, would you today or, you know, sometime in the next few months trade a first and a third round pick in next year's draft to get Jamal Adams? You know, that's obviously a, um, a difficult thing to, to look at and project and and, you know, but I think that uh, knowing what I know now, I think that um, the Cowboys are going to, you know, be an elite team this coming year. So a first round pick is not going to have as much value. It's not going to uh, be like a top 10 or top Yeah, I mean, pick, yeah. you know, ideally it'll be number 32. Right. But, uh, you know, I think it's probably going to be, you know, 28 to 32 uh, yeah. in that neighborhood. So, you know, I think that that uh, changes it for me a little bit. Uh, I think that I, I certainly would uh, consider that, um, you know, because you, when you're that far down on, on, the, on the first round, it's almost a second round pick. So you're almost giving a second and a third, uh, even though you'll have your own second. But, um, and you know, a, so a third that you kind of, you're, I mean, you're, you're making that third up with the Byron Jones comp pick, too. Yeah, no, exactly. So, you know, when, when I put it, uh, you know, when I put piece the puzzle together that way, you know, I'm more convinced, I'm more inclined to say, yeah, you know, let's do it. Let's, let's go and throw the first and third for 2021 uh, and get Jamal in here now. I, um, I'm a fan. I mean, I'm a fan of that idea. Um, I hate saying that you're operating with a window or anything like that. Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of putting things that way. This is a really young team. But a lot can change. I mean, you know, two years ago, a year ago, to some degree, it was, oh, the Rams. You know what I mean? They're set, you know, a lot can change very quickly in the NFL, which kind of supports the idea that go all in. And, and the Rams did that. I mean, the Rams traded for Jalen Ramsey. And, to the, you know, it, it looks like it didn't work because they didn't win the Super Bowl, but they got to a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, to a degree, it was worth it. It just it didn't pan out because it's very, very, very difficult to pan out. And um, so, you know, that's, uh, that's my two cents. But, um, hey, uh, uh, David Robinson, I almost said Greg Robinson, goodness gracious, the old left tackle. David Robinson, the renowned wide receivers coach, is on the latest episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey and May going over what Dak and Zeke are up to these days, uh, talking C.D. Lamb, what Des Bryant looks like these days, so you can listen to that in your podcast feed. As mentioned, later today you'll get a brand new episode of The 750 uh, with Jane Slater as a special guest. You can listen to all of our episodes from all of our shows in one neat and compact place. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Boys podcast feed. It's available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. You're a subscriber, right? You never miss an episode? Never miss one. So uh, make sure you subscribe. Follow Blogging the Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Twitter's at Blogging the Boys. Instagram, blogging.the.boys. Somebody snaked uh, the Blogging the Boys handle um, outright, and so we had to go with the periods to, uh, to adjust. I am on Twitter at RJOchoa. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, we'll be back. We'll do it again on Wednesday. And uh, maybe, you know, we'll have something fun to talk about who knows you know that's just kind of the way these things roll um cornhole forever nascar maybe you know uh for the future but uh but yeah so uh do us a favor have the absolute best tuesday of all time you know why because you deserve it we will see you manana my friends as always go cowboys and peace out